This episode of Naval Gazing is sponsored by valleygivesback.org. Adding a Valley charity to your estate plan creates a lasting legacy that tells future generations what causes matter to you. Your action will inspire others to follow your lead and make a difference. With a plan gift, you have the power to impact the Valley community forever without affecting your current lifestyle. Learn more at valleygivesback.org, an initiative of the Valley Community Foundation. Plan now, give later, and impact tomorrow at valleygivesback.org. For hundreds of years we brought you the news. For in the info we gave you the clues. Owners' profits were always sky high. Hey everybody, welcome to Naval Gazing, the Valley Indies weekly podcast. My name is Eugene Driscoll. I'm a reporter with valleyindy.org. In the next half hour or so, we are speaking with Jack Walsh, the chairman of the Derby Water Pollution Control Authority. Welcome back to the podcast, Jack. Eugene, it's always a pleasure to be here. And I think you're probably one of the few guests that have been here in various... You've been (laughs) on over the years a bunch of times. You've been on uh, Mike Kenichi's Valley Sports Rewind. You're like our most versatile uh, uh, guest ever. Jack, jack of all trade and master of none. The reason uh, Mr. Walsh is back on this podcast, I thought, I mean, I live in Derby and, uh, you know, I cover the city. So as a reporter, you're sort of, you can't help but be uh, uh, as up to date as you can be on, on city happenings and the uh, ongoings of the Water Pollution Control Authority is one of the most important things happening in Derby. Uh, and so I just wanted to bring you back to talk about, uh, to give us an update on the roughly $31 million in repairs that voters approved a few years back. Uh, and my concern is that we have to pay for those repairs. The Absolutely. work is well underway. Uh, and now we're going to be getting a bill for the repairs of roughly $250 a year for the next 30 years, I want to say? Or? Could be up to 30 years uh, until it's paid off. Okay. okay. Keep in mind, uh, I believe this is the single biggest bond referendum the city ever did, including schools. Uh, and we're four years beyond it now, and work has started, uh, and this is the year we have to start paying it back. As I alluded to earlier, uh, last year we wanted to remind people that this was going to be happening. Uh, we had started working on the pump stations. And when the bills went out last year, it was clearly stated that this line item has been showing zero for three years, but next year it will show a charge because we do have to start paying it back. And it's $257 per unit. And that's just residential, right? That's if you like a single family home, average user right. is probably going to pay $257. Right. Okay. And businesses uh, are billed somewhat equivalently. We take the average uh, use for a home the water usage and then look at the water usage for a business and divide the average into their use to get the number of units that they actually pay for. 
Okay. And then, so in the next, uh, I, when, when does the bill arrive? Your, uh, September. In September. So when, they, when I open my bill this September, I'm going to see align my regular annual bill. That's, mine's like usually 400 bucks or so, I think. Uh, and then there's going to be another line, $257 to pay for all this uh, repairs and upgrades. Right. They will be separate lines, and they are handled separately as budget items, too. Uh, the, the money that's collected for the uh, infrastructure can only be used to pay for infrastructure. Okay. And uh, again, so if you're listening, it's hugely important to people because I think a lot of people have just put that in the back of their minds. Uh, and a lot of people are going to be surprised when they owe this uh, additional money. Uh, I mean, through no fault of anybody's, it's just kind of the nature of uh, people aren't following the WPCA right. every single meeting. Although, do you have standing room only at all your meetings? or Not <laughs> not, a, not quite. Not exactly. Not quite. I, I think maybe next meeting we will. Or when it arrives. As, as, as soon as it arrives. And yeah. I should point out that this is a, this is a volunteer appointed position. Uh, Jack Walsh is not getting a million dollars per no. uh, a bill for, for this work. So. No, it's an entirely volunteer board. And, uh, you know, it's also a very complex board. Uh, the issues are not very simple. Um, it's probably one of the most difficult things I've ever been involved with. Very complex. We rely heavily on engineers to, to give us the information that we need. But the, you know, the bottom line is that this is something that's been needed for a long time. You know, you go back to the work that John Sackew did in you know, updating people and working with the state. And, you know, part of it, I believe, was in 2013, uh, there was a plan submitted to the state for improvements, and the state rejected it, okay? Uh, but then in 2014, they were able to get it out to referendum for this plan, and we're, we're doing some of it. Some of it's on hold, which we'll explain as we get into it, but, uh, you know, it has to be done, and if anyone you know, um, doesn't think it's worthwhile. Think back to what the rivers were like here and what the water quality was, particularly after the flood of 1955, because I think that was a single incident that really got the state to respond and force people, force towns to build these plants. You know, I, I doubt if any of the cities up and down the river would have just gone out and out of the goodness of their heart and built these plants. It was because the state came in and told them they had to to do it. I mean, I've seen videotape, <laughs> videotape uh, film of the mayors talking about this after the flood of 55. And, mm. you know, it's a terrible expense for a town. You know, again, I, I mentioned the $31 million. That's the biggest bond referendum the city's ever, ever done. And they had to do that way back, you know, in 64. Of course, there was some state aid. This time around, we're footing that whole bill ourselves. And that's the interesting thing. You would think when the problem of this magnitude, and what we're talking about here, when you flush your toilet, the, the WPCA's job is to make sure all that wastewater gets to where it has to go without polluting our community. Right. Uh, and, and stormwater, too, is, is also... Uh, Storm, stormwater is separate. probably our, our biggest is, problem. Keep in mind uh, that the city of Derby, even though it's only five square miles, has over 40 miles of sewer lines. Okay, and when the uh, original plant was built, there wasn't a lot of thought about stormwater. Uh, then they came to realize the state years later that stormwater is a huge problem because, you know, the pipes were built to handle the regular sewage. But when you get a heavy rainfall and other water seeps in with it, the plants get overwhelmed. So now 
we have to separate and then make sure that the that excess water doesn't flow into the plant. That's very costly. And that, yeah, that's easier said than done. Absolutely. And that's, you know, we've got uh, at least 15, 20 years ahead of us to get all that work done. And it's expensive. And uh, so the, the actual uh, upgrades and repairs that are happening, uh, you know, you flush your toilet, uh, that water goes into pipes and then pump stations all over the city, I guess three three of them or four of them? Four. Four pump stations help get that to uh, the main treatment facility, which is uh, behind like Halleck's uh, Landing in downtown Derby off right. Caroline Street. Right, guess, just right? by the Commodore Hall Bridge to end of Caroline Street. And so what's happened is uh, the pump stations over the years long outlived their usefulness, their life expectancy, uh, essentially. And it finally got to the point where at a series of meetings over the course, it had to be a year or two years, the WPCA uh, employees and engineers uh, from outside firms would come in and explain in great detail that basically we have we have to, like Roosevelt Drive being, being the biggest, the biggest uh, pump station, the, these things are, are, are failing left and right. And we had you in January where we, we talked about uh, this. So again, you're going to get a bill of $257 to pay for this. We also said this in January. So this cannot be a surprise for people. Uh, and you had said in January that work had been done on the Burtfield pump station, rebuilt, right. South Division Street, rebuilt. Uh, and, and earlier, the city had also done one, a small, very small one at Patty Ann Terrace. Okay. That had been done a few years ago. Uh, for these other two, we had to go outside. Uh, you know, I'm very pleased that at least on these two, we came in within budget and on time and met the deadlines imposed by the state. So those are up and running. And then the deadlines uh, you uh, allude to, on top of all this, you have pressure, literal pressure and a consent degree from the federal government right. and the state saying, Derby, you got to deal with this this problem. Your, your infrastructure is outdated and do it, do it, do it. So and the city has met those Demands. We met every deadline uh, on the construction, the timeline. We are on hold for the plant itself because of the regional study. Uh, but we had other issues to, to deal with, uh, management of the, of the plant, uh, other reports that had to be filed. Um, it's a very complex subject. Um, not one that the average person wants to deal. Right. With. Yeah, you that's know, the thing. You just want to know. Yeah, you right. just want to know. You flush the toilet, and it goes down, and it gets treated before it's dumped into the river. I okay. should send out a Valiani coffee mug to like the first 100 <laughs> listeners of this particular episode because you're listening to a podcast about uh, water pollution control authority. So God bless you for that. <laughs> and, you know, I want to point out that uh, you know the the consumer can also help alleviate some of our problems. Okay. First of all, be very careful about. What you do flush down the toilet, okay? I mean, I, I'm not going to go into detail, but it's sickening what has to be pulled out of the system, um, which could easily be avoided. Uh, we also have issues of fats and grease. Don't wash them down the sink. Mm -hmm. You know, they don't belong there. Um, it's a big issue for restaurants and whatnot. They have to put in special equipment to keep that from to getting get it in, out, yep. and it's expensive. But, you know, the average person doesn't think twice about, you know, the they cook something, it's got a lot of grease. Well, throw it down the drain. No, please don't do that. At the don't end, stuff things in the toilet. The, yeah, because the, the last thing, the last place it goes is that uh, water pollution control facility, the main one, and that thing is so yeah, the whole, there's it's all ancient. kinds of equipment. It's ancient. Yeah. There's all kinds of equipment problems uh, in there. And so uh, 
before we get to that, because that you said is is on hold while this other study goes on, uh, coordinated I think by the Naugatuck Valley Council of Governments to right. see if there's ways to combine and be more efficient. Uh, you have the Roosevelt Drive pump station, which is the, the biggest, most problematic. It's the sort of thorn it's in the o- side. O- over seven million dollars. It is the most complex. Uh, you know, when I first got on, on the commission, that was a big issue. Where were, where were we going to put that? And Everyone, that's right. It's right near. It's right across from Cemetery Avenue, essentially right. on, on Roosevelt Drive in, in right. West Derby. And you know, we have two engineering groups that helped us with this, uh, and the state had also made a recommendation. And it was narrowed down to four sites, and then we took a close look at it, and finally, both engineers agreed that the best option for us was to put it on the same side of the river with the existing plant. And it's literally on. It's you know, it's overlooking the Housatonic River. Yes, it right is, there. which makes it more complex to deal with. Uh, and yet, moving to other sections would have been just as prohibitively expensive. Uh, for anyone who's been driving down in that section of uh, Route 34 for the last year, you notice disruptions in traffic. That's not us. I was okay? going to ask you about that. that. What, what, what is that? That's a lot of, uh, I believe, electrical work by okay. UI. There, you would not believe how many utilities are in that road in that particular section. It would have been more expensive for us to stand the other side of the road. The, the connection we had to make, this is actually the better alternative for that. But it will it will result in some some more disruption. Um, I'm pleased to announce we did sign the contract. It's over $7 million, and work. the preliminary work is underway as we speak. We have a meeting, gee, I think it's tomorrow, Okay. with all the different uh, utilities and the construction crew to work out our, our schedules. And uh, if all goes well, it'll all be completed by the end of June next year. Hi, it's Eugene of valleyindy.org. Hope you're enjoying this episode of Naval Gazing, the Valley Indy podcast. Just wanted to talk to you for a second about the Valley Gives Back, a new program of the Valley Community Foundation. They're supporting this podcast. Adding a charity to your estate plan creates a legacy that tells future generations what causes matter to you during your life. Your action inspires others to follow your lead and make a difference. And with a planned gift... You have the power to impact your community forever without affecting your current lifestyle. For more information, visit valleygivesback.org. The Valley Gives Back is an initiative of the Valley Community Foundation, connecting private philanthropy to the long-term public good of the Valley. Plan now, give later, and impact tomorrow at valleygivesback.org. Now back to the show. So a year from today. Yeah. And that was, uh, I believe it was around the $7 million range. And then there was talk maybe moving across the street would save money. Is that sort of no, gone away? No, it was away, actually or? moving to where we were was going to save money. Okay, because if we stayed on the other side, oh, I'm sorry. we would yeah, have to buy property that. and there were all kinds of issues. Uh, we're not buying any property on this side. Okay. So it's still cheaper to do it in place or... As compared to doing it across the street, it's still yeah, cheaper to do it. I, that's what our engineers have told us. Okay? <laughs> that's right. You got to rely on the engineers, well, right? Yeah. I, I, I'm yeah. not an engineer. Right. Okay. And uh, no one on the commission is an engineer. Uh, so we do rely. And we did have two different engineers. Okay. And at the end of the day, they both agreed that this was the better option. I will tell you, it came in a little higher than we had thought, but it came in almost at the exact same number that was in the referendum. 
Okay. Okay. So it's, it is what it is. It, you know, and it's not as though we have a choice. It's got to be done. Uh, the and the referendum was at that point you were talking or the city was talking about or WPCA was talking about putting it across the street and buying some land well that when, was when one of the options no okay. th- that it was wasn't just an concrete option. that okay. wasn't necessarily the, the one that they would go with the, you know the, the referendum said you know you have to replace the plant it didn't say exactly where okay. it would go because I remember it was like seven million dollars seven million four hundred thousand and, and then former mayor came in. <laughs> okay and former media and they had Former mayor Anita Degato said there were some savings, but it sounds like there are no. There, it is what it is. When, when we looked at it, both of our en- engineers thought we were going to save money by going where we are. When the bids came in, we had one bid that we accepted, which is just about the seven four, and the only other bid was over eight million dollars. Okay. So, and those it, bids, it's a they, complex. That's what I was going to ask. Like, what? What's the? It, it's because of its location. I think because of the location. And but meeting if we minutes, went the other side, we would have also had the same thing. Other issues in meeting okay. minutes, and anybody can access this uh, on the Derby City of Derby's website from the WPCA. I don't know who said it, but th- there's a phrase. It, someone says it's a nightmare in terms of accessibility, and that's diffi- one of the. It's a difficult project. I also want to point out, uh, it's not just the WPCA. Okay, in their wisdom, the Board of Aldermen, after the referendum, set up a joint meeting between WPCA and the other committee is called the Infrastructure Committee. So before anything goes out to bid, it's both committees that have to approve it. And both committees did make the decision on displacement of Roosevelt Drive. And that's an important check and balance that's happening internally yeah. uh, through like the volunteer and government. That, that's why there was a second engineer hired, one to overlook the other one. And, and they were both good. It's a Again, it's a very difficult project it's also interesting that epa the state not epa deep initially thought that where we're building now was the best site Hmm. so both our engineers and deep were in agreement all said where it is so that'll be that's the roosevelt drive pump station that'll be done uh hopefully if all goes as planned and with construction you never know uh a year from this recording so that's that's four pump stations that'll have been rebuilt uh, by this time next year, uh, hopefully. And then the main plant itself had like, if I want, I want to say, ten million dollars was slated or nine million dollars. Uh, well, there are two components to it: uh, the sludge handling, the solid handling, and the plant itself. And this isn't a replacement; it's just an upgrade. I think the total for that was about thirteen million for the for the two. But l- let me uh, sidetrack for a second here because there is another part of the referendum that's going forward right now, uh, and that's Main Street, okay? Uh, that had been on hold. I don't have to tell you why. I mean, there's been so much in the downtown area, but it's it's back on track now. Originally, our engineers had prepared a plan, and they were doing the work, but when the state came in, it just seemed like it was a better idea, maybe more cost-effective to use the, the engineers from uh, DiCarlo and Dow who are working for the state. Or and I should just, for any listeners who, who don't uh, understand, there there is a long-planned widening of Main Street, Route 34 in Derby. And at the same time, the WPCA has to replace underground infrastructure, sewer right. pipes with wi- bigger pipes, essentially. Well, maybe. I'm not an engineer <laughs> yeah, either. Okay. Uh, <laughs> All right. Okay. But they're, they're going to be replaced. Uh, th- there'll be some other, other benefits because... Uh, you know, I mentioned the I&I problem. Well, a lot of the downtown 
businesses and buildings in that downtown area uh, have water flowing into the system. Those are they, all the offenders, for lack of a better They word. are offenders, okay? Uh, they're going to benefit from this because when this work is done, some of the connections will become a little easier for them. They're still going to have an expense, but not the expense they would have had if they had to go in and correct it th- themselves. Uh, but, you know, the Carl and Dow is now taking the work that was done by Weston and Sampson, and they're looking at it again because a lot of other things have changed. And that design work should be completed by the end of the year, and that work should start next year. How long it will take, we don't know. And if all goes well, we may get a savings from that. Uh, first of all, instead of uh, us digging up the road and then repaving it and then the state coming Comes in and it, doing yeah. it twice. People would it's, love that. It's only going to be done once, and hopefully we won't be paying for all of that out of our funds. The state would be paying for that. So we're hopeful it will get a savings there, and obviously those downtown property owners who are hooked in with stormwater will be separated. So that that's a savings on the 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 long-term life of the plant as well. The more of that excess water we can get out of the system, the better off we all are. And this is a problem every town is uh, affected by, not just Derby. Mm-hmm. And then uh, before I rudely interrupted you, uh, I know I want to ask you about uh, the regionalization study mm-hmm. uh, because we had talked about how the referendum a few years back had uh, proposed all these repairs and some upgrades to that uh, downtrodden, almost defunct main facility there uh, in downtown Derby. Which is really the reason for the original consent order. Okay, when you look at it, if, um, that plant was built 64, 63, 64. There were some upgrades done in 73, but then not much after that. And you know, in the consent order, they said the plant was 25 years beyond its lifespan. So imagine, you know, any piece of equipment, 25 years beyond its lifespan. Imagine what you have to do to keep it going. You know, so our workers down there really do a terrific job keeping this together with duct tape, if you will, yeah. uh, because it needs a lot of work. Now, right now, the plans for the for that itself, the upgrade, they're on hold. Because Deep said, well, we don't want you to do anything and spend money on that until this regional study is completed. Well, we're already a year, more than a year, since they issued a stop order on us doing anything there, which means the plant is continuing to, to yeah. have problems. Do you live in constant fear? <laughs> I do. <laughs> right, because the situation's and, that bad. Uh, and that's one of the reasons why we have to keep an adequate reserve because if something goes wrong, we just had a belt break. It was $35,000, okay? Those things can happen anytime. time, okay? Um, it took, uh, the COG is administering this grant. It's over a million dollars, okay? Ironically, that's just to do the study, right? That's to do gotcha. the study. That money was given by the Office of Policy and Management, okay? And it involves Ansonia Derby, Seymour, Beacon Falls, and Naugatuck those five towns and it's, I believe it's about 1.4 something like that million dollars but it took a year to get a consultant in place the consultants in place now I went to my first meeting the other day and the idea is to look at what's the shape of everything what, what first of all what equipment does each town have 
What's their capacity? And are there ways of possibly joining together to save money and make the whole thing more efficient? There have been some preliminary studies, uh, I've been told, done in the past, uh, particularly between Sony and Derby, that my understanding is those plans said it's not workable. There but, would never be agreement, from what I remember, over... There would be, not to begin the, political, but there would be differing opinions as to what... Right. I, I, I believe, and again, this is before my time uh, on the authority. There, there was talk of Ansonia was building a new plant. Why doesn't Derby just pump their sewage to Ansonia, treat mm -hmm. it, and then... Well, supposedly, it was decided that wasn't going to work. It would not have been efficient. Whatever. I, I, I don't know. Okay, I can't really comment. In fact, it's funny. I'm trying to find that study that people say was done because I want to read it for myself. Oh, I might have a copy of that, actually. Oh, okay. I, I, think I, I think I have one. Okay, well, I, I, I wrote I'll to the city engineer the other day, our engineer, saying, hey, I'd like to see this original report because it was referenced the other day at this regional meeting, and I've never seen it, so I, I want to read it. But in any case, at the meeting, all the towns were there, and they've been collecting data for a couple of months, uh, they're trying to take a look within six months and come up with seven, I believe it was seven possibilities. And again, it's so early in the process, it's almost it's almost crazy to talk about them. But uh, I'll just say that the bulk of them involved Derby, okay? Uh, but there were plans for, uh, could Beacon Falls put their uh, sewage into Naugatuck? Could Seymour possibly go to Naugatuck? Could... Beacon Falls shipped their uh, sewage down to Seymour. Could Seymour go to Ansonia? Could Derby go to Ansonia and Seymour? Lots of different high-level options, which mean nothing until you get into what's really feasible. Um, within six months after they've collected all the data, then they'll look to see could they pursue something. But the final study is a year away. In the meantime, we still have to work. Um, I don't know. I was alternately at the meeting the other day discouraged and encouraged. Um, I think it would be very difficult to pull something off regionally. I know that uh, a lot of people think it's a waste of money. Um, just studying the matter? Just studying. Well, it's over a million, a million dollars. dollars. Yeah, that's going to tick people off when they hear yeah, that, that. okay. And as I say, in the meantime, we're on hold on ours and keeping our fingers and toes crossed that nothing else happens down there. But if... In the long run, they can show us a more efficient, cost-effective way of doing this. And again, I need to emphasize cost-effective. You know, you can come up with a grandiose plan. I'm sure you could do anything you want if you have all the money in the, in the world. You could say, well, we're going to build one super plant. But if that's more expensive than continuing what we're doing, that doesn't make What's any sense. Point? So we're participating. We're providing all the data. We're hoping they'll come up with something that, that would work for us and you know make for a better situation for Derby, uh, but it has to be cost-effective. And then in the meantime, if something goes wrong in the main plant there in downtown Derby, the WPCA is on the hook. There's no like, the state hasn't set aside some, oh, here's some money for your troubles, Derby. No, no I, that, that is an issue. Uh, you know, it's a little disappointing to me that we're footing the whole $31 million for it the does, bond referendum. Yeah, it does okay. seem... Okay. Um, but it is what it is. You know, I can't talk about it because that, that's what it is. You could go back and say, well, I wish this and that. Well, unfortunately, it doesn't make any difference now. The only thing that counts, what are we going to do 
at this point to to make it work. And you know, as I mentioned, as difficult as it's been, we're in full compliance. Okay, the consent order, everything is working on it. Um, and those are harshly worded. I should just mention for anybody who doesn't know what a consent order is. It was harshly worded. It was this, it was the, the the one that I read from that sticks out in my yeah. mind was that EPA one it's where critical. they they're basically hitting Derby over the head, saying you know you got t- you got problems here. Uh, saying uh, you you've ignored it. Management's not right. Uh, it was very critical. Uh, but so the fact yeah. that you've turned it around, the well, the employees are, are, are right, right. The, you know the the bulk of the work falls on the staff and our engineers. You know, they have to prepare all these reports. And I, I think in the long run, it's good for them too. I mean, it, it caused the city to write job descriptions for all these things. The, the city had to come up with a, a monitoring plan because, you know, there was an issue with the monitoring as well. Um, it, somebody had written the uh, column or something yeah, or other. Okay. Yeah, okay. Um, there are issues with discharges and reporting, okay, which you talked about. Um, we had to come up with a fog plan, and fog is not fog, it's fats, oils, and grease. Uh-huh. Okay, we had to come up with a plan for removing the uh, INI inflow, uh, excess water getting into the system. So, in a way, it was a good thing for the city, but it's an expensive thing. Hmm. It's an expensive thing, but. Uh, and then in terms of expenses on how you pay for some of this, and God forbid something goes wrong at the main plant while you wait for this regionalization study, the WPCA has not raised rates. That's one thing. You just had a public hearing and adopted your, your annual budget uh, a week right. ago. Right. The, the last time rates were raised in Derby was 2012. So this is the sixth straight year where there's no increase in the fees. Um, I think the state wanted us to raise the rates to do more with the inflow, but you know we've set aside $270,000 a year, and we are working on that. It just would not have been feasible to raise those rates this year in light of the $257 increase that everyone's getting, and I think the state recognized that. Would they like us to do the inflow f- faster? Sure they would. We'd like to do it faster too, but you know, at the end of the day, $257, this extra bill, is going to be a hardship for people. Mm-hmm. There's just no way around that. Uh, if you're on a fixed income and all of a sudden your your uh, sewage bill, you know, people say it's their water bill. It's not really their water bill, even though a lot of it's based on their water bill. Um, it's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. Um, but, you know, somebody else said to me, look, uh, you know, if your uh, cable bill goes up, it's an inconvenience, okay? If this bill goes up, you have to do it. There's no, there's no way mm-hmm. around it. It's got to be done. So it's, uh, it's a difficult situation. It's not a, not a good situation to be in. But, you know, we didn't get this way overnight, and we're not getting out of it overnight. It's going to take time. And mm-hmm. people came out and approved they did. doing this. The voters approved it, which yeah. I was, I'm still shocked that happened, but it did. Uh, and I think people people were aware uh, more than I gave uh, people credit for. They well, knew what the issues were. I, I think again, you know, John Saki, I think deserves a lot of credit for that, and his board at the time saying, "Hey, we have to address this issue. It's it's going to be painful, but it has to be done because if we don't do it, the state is going to come in and make us do it. So you would have paid either way, but probably would have paid more the other way than, than the way it's going now, but." 
it did get more complicated because of the regional study, which, again, we're hoping will save us some money, but that remains to be seen. And sort of ironically, the thing that probably brought the WPCA to the forefront was raising the rates in 2012 because no one really knew. I mean, people knew, obviously, that there were you know, mechanical problems and all kinds of issues with Derby sewer infrastructure, but the average resident certainly did not. No. Uh, until like Archie Moore has got a bill that was like three times. Well, you know, who pays any attention to the right, infrastructure yeah, until yeah. it's an inconvenience to them? Until it's done. Okay. Yeah. You know, road bonds don't mean anything until it's, oh, my street needs to be fixed. Okay. Then people pay attention. Or, you know, if the traffic's backing up all the time and it's an inconvenience, then people pay attention to it. Isn't the state in the same situation for the road infrastructure? Mm-hmm. So we have infrastructure issues at all different levels that people need to, to pay attention to. At the end of the day, there's certain things that you need. This is something we need. We don't want to be dumping raw sewage into the river anymore. Think of how much better our rivers are now than they were at the time of the flood of 55. Mm. Okay, uh, You see it when people are walking on the Greenway. It, when people came back to the Greenway and suddenly looked down and saw that the river was clean, it was like a revelation. Okay? And it wouldn't have been clean if those plants had not been built. It still would have been flowing and probably not the same extent because we don't have the same industry that we had back then. But uh, it's much better now than it was then. And then just one last thing I wanted to ask you about before uh, we call it a day. I had noticed uh, a, a, a sewage smell, a septic-type <laughs> smell. Yes. And, and I asked you when you walked in. It wasn't the first thing I asked you because that would have been really rude. <laughs> uh, but, hey, have you had any overflows? Because it's rained a lot the last three weeks or so, and I've noticed it like uh, outside my house. I thought maybe, I, I still may have a problem in my individual house. But then I went to City Hall, and it was even stronger down there. But you're saying it's actually – you don't have to say where you think it's coming, but it's not the Derby sewage treatment plant. From No, we, we may have a little bit, but we are not the only sewage treatment plant in the area. Sheldon. Okay, <laughs> and uh, they are doing some maintenance on their side, and you know when you're doing the maintenance, it it's, can get it's, bad until you get it fixed. You know, in all honesty, if your plant is running efficiently, you should never have that odor. If you have the odor, it's telling you something's going on. Now, sometimes it requires maintenance. So, uh, though it's uh, you know a terrible odor, you need to fix it, and it will get better. Okay, we've had some issues on ours as well. You know, uh, we're now in a situation when we have something, we put it up on our website. If you go to the Derby website, you'll oh, no see uh, we we had a couple of small spills last year. They're on there. The state requires you to report those. You know, I've implemented something with Lindsay, our, our guy, saying, "Hey, anytime we have a spill, we want to put it on on our waste on our website so people know we're being transparent in this process." You know, there were couple of horrible situations in Waterbury last year. Mm. Okay? Yeah. And one of the biggest problems was people didn't know about it in time. You know, so, you know, we've been suited a plan. We will put it up on our website as well as reporting to, to the state. Um, we've been fortunate there hasn't been it hasn't in, a, been derby. Okay. in a while. But, uh, you know, occasionally we'll have a problem when the belt breaks and you may have an order, but they, they'll fix it quickly. But this particular one, it's probably worse on the other side of the river where they're doing maybe work. catching some of that and they'll get it fixed. Yeah. You know, it's not a long-term problem, but it's a maintenance issue and repair. All right. Well, with that, Jack Walsh, 
I want to thank you uh, for coming on and for talking for 33 minutes about sewage. Uh, doesn't get any better in local news than this. Uh, I cannot believe I'm doing this. It's <laughs> always a pleasure. Doing other things. Thanks a lot, Eugene. Readers are in the opens each day. Yeah.